This episode brought to you by Audible, your audio book source with over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And today you can receive a free audiobook and 30-day free trial by visiting audibletrial.com slash sports. So don't wait. That's audibletrial.com slash sports for your free audiobook and 30-day free trial. Listen to your audiobook anywhere, anytime. Taking sports to another level. Welcome to Rich Take on Sports, the sports podcast with life. Exploring the latest headlines and going behind the scenes with in-depth interviews. Hearing personal stories and the impact of sports in their lives. Here's your host, Richmond Weaver. What time is it? This is episode 36. I am your host, Richmond Weaver, and glad you're listening through whatever format that might be. And thanks for being an investor by investing your time to listen. Our guest this episode is Bryce Johnson, president and founder of Unpacking It Ministries and sports talk radio host in Charlotte. Now, before we jump into the rich spotlight, let's make sure that everybody knows where they can find all of the previous episodes and easily subscribe. And that's the one-stop place, and that's our website, richtakeonsports.com. And if you want to follow on Twitter, please follow us at richtakesports. And you can always send emails directly to us as well, richmond at richtakeonsports.com. Let's move on to the Rich Spotlight. Shining brightly to share the stories of people in sports. This is the Rich Spotlight. In episode 36, we get to spend time with Bryce Johnson, the founder and president of Unpacking It Ministries and also host of the Unpacking It radio show, a nationally syndicated faith and sports talk show out of Charlotte, North Carolina, where before founding Unpacking It, he was on the air on local Charlotte stations on a show he created called Sports Yap. And now faith and sports have been a mainstay in Bryce's life, so when we first got to talk, the one thing that I was really curious was, what were some of his earliest memories of being involved in sports? Well, I, I guess growing up, uh, really had the opportunity to, to play you know, almost every sport. And, and even as a, a, a six-year-old playing basketball and, and swimming, those were probably my first, first loves and, and, and ended up playing those and, and participating in those the most throughout my, my life. Uh, but can, can picture myself in a pool at, at a young age and, and shooting baskets in, in the backyard uh, as a, as a young kid as well. Now, growing up, what, did you have brothers and sisters that in neighborhoods that you played in with a, a lot of sports activities going on? Yes. So had two younger brothers and then a dad who was a, a big time athlete growing up. He was one of five brothers. So the, the, the sports passion and, and just the, the athletic desire was, was definitely strong. And, and so, yeah, the, the really, I, I learned to play in the neighborhood and on our driveway and, and just remember even, you know, lower in the hoop and, and learning to dunk at a young age and, uh, Never could dunk on on ten feet, but but always enjoyed the uh, the short goal, and it, it was a, a way always to connect to the other kids in the neighborhood, and 
you just learn what it's like to, to put together teams and compete and, and, and try to be better than the neighbor. And, and then also with your younger brothers, they're always trying to be like you, try to be as good as you. And, and early on, you know, when I was probably 9, 10, 11, I was always better than both of them. But by the time, uh, I must have, probably by the time I was 18, 19, 20, both of them were better than me, uh, especially at basketball. So, uh, but it was fun pushing each other and, and, and just having that experience uh, throughout my, my childhood growing up playing sports. Now, did you continue playing in middle school, high school, and did you focus on swimming? So in high school, I, I swam on the, on the high school team and uh, freshman, sophomore year had, had some you know, nice success and, and it was a ton of fun. My dad actually coached the team. Uh, and, and so just being able to have that bond was, was a lot of fun. But, but after my sophomore year, I just kind of had enough of, of swimming. I just wanted to be involved in church activities and, and just some other uh, activities after school. Um, just had some opportunities to work and, and all that sort of thing. And I actually coached swimming as well um, later on in high school. And so that was a, a tremendous opportunity. Uh, but then I ended up playing church basketball in all throughout high school. And it was a blast. And so it was just so much fun that I didn't want to be distracted by high school swimming, even though maybe that was more, I don't know, credible or whatever. But all my buddies were, were playing church basketball. And so just the, the Friday night, Saturday night, go to a game, go out to dinner, hang out. You're, you're playing, you know, w- without a lot of pressure. And, and we'd practice once or twice a week as well. And a lot of that was just open gym. And so it was just, it was just fun. It was just fun playing basketball. And, and so, so that was, that was kind of the, the setup when it, when it came to high school, but, but going back to middle school, um, I, I had hoped that I could play football. So my dad was a high school football quarterback and uh, very talented and all that sort of thing, played in college. And so I had this in me that, all right, I'm going to try to be a quarterback too. I just didn't have the, the, the toughness, the skill set. And, and I played one year of Pop Warner football and it just didn't, I didn't get to play much. I wasn't very good. But, but the following, so I was seventh grade. In eighth grade, one of my buddies was like, hey, you got to try out for the middle school football team. And basically the idea is everybody makes it. Now, I went to a pretty big middle school, but still the idea was everybody makes it. But I got cut from the eighth grade football team. And, you know, it, part of it was because I tried quarterback and you can only keep a couple quarterbacks. And I just, I just wasn't good enough. And, and looking back, though, that was a key moment in my life, even in eighth grade, where you're rejected and you're told you're not good enough to play. And, and so I had to wrestle with that and, and had to deal with that, that pain. And, and in some ways it's still, you know, it, it has an effect on me even today. Um, and I would say in a positive way, but, um, but, but I look back at that and say, man, that was, that was a, a challenging time. And so from that, after I got cut, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on, playing basketball and try to make the middle school basketball team. I was a, you know, a little better at basketball and, uh, and thought, okay, I'll pursue that. Well, ended up signing up for a, a, a fall basketball camp and was going through that each week and, and trying to get better. And I ended up breaking my ankle. And so after dealing with the disappointment of getting cut, now I'm dealing with the disappointment of an injury. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. 
And, and so I, I, you know, I'm in a cast and a walking boot. And then all of a sudden I miss out on this whole opportunity to get better. And really I get worse. I, you know, I get fat cause I'm not working out and out of shape and all that. And so I, I finally got toward the end of the recovery and was going to try out for the, the middle school basketball team even though I really was still injured and I wasn't fully healed. I just had to, you know, I wanted to get out there. And so I went one day and realized, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do it. I just can't, I can't run fast enough and I'm just not in good enough shape to do this. So I pulled out, so I never officially got cut, but I just couldn't do it. So here I am in eighth grade, very disappointed that this dream of being some star athlete wasn't going to happen. How did you deal with that type of rejection and those type of issues as a teenager? I know that's a tough period of time just in general and now having to deal with that type of setback. So really, God's had his hand on my life and, and has used moments like that to, to draw me to himself. And, and so I look back now, you know, all these years later, and my kind of, you know, path and journey in life wasn't going to be based on actually playing sports, but it was going to be more about being a fan of sports. But really during that time is when my faith really was strengthened. Uh, I ended up getting more plugged into church and, and had you know, a mentor that was meeting with me uh, weekly. And, and so without those injuries and, and the, the getting cut, I, I just wouldn't have been available. I would have been you know, 24 seven focused on sports and maybe would have had different friends and, and all that sort of thing. And so in the moment, sure, it was, it was confusing and frustrating. And I think, you know, walking through that locker room and you walk in and the head football coach says, sorry, you didn't make it. And you have to walk out, you have to face all those other guys. You have to drive home and, um, <laughs> with another kid from the neighborhood and all that kind of thing. And so those are real emotions, but it's in the difficulty. It's in the pain that God really meets us and, 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 and shows us his plan, his goodness, his faithfulness, his love. And, and so that was really, you know, uh, just a key moment for, for my faith to build and, and, and to go a, a different route, even though it didn't take away my passion for sports, it just made me realize that it wasn't, I wasn't going to be the star on the field, on the court, that that just wasn't going to be the direction that I went. And so now, speaking of that other direction, you still have a passion for sports. So describe what led you to this other direction in sports, knowing that you still wanted to be involved in sports. So what I realized was how much uh, I loved watching sports, going to games, talking about sports, keeping up with sports. Even as a young kid, when my dad would drive me to school, he'd have sports radio on. And, and I loved listening to people talking about sports. And, and so I fell in love with sports radio at a very young age. I thought it was fascinating. It's like, wait, they're, they're, they're talking about you know, what took place last night. And, and, and I just remember even probably as like a 10-year-old asking my dad, oh, what were they talking about on the radio on your way home from work? And so then he filled me in on some of the latest news and, and all that kind of thing. And, and so I was just drawn to the Charlotte Hornets and the Carolina Panthers and Duke basketball. And, and those are the teams that I, that I followed. And it was an opportunity for, for me to, you know, watch games with my dad and brothers and, you know, stay up and, and watch Michael Jordan and the Bulls win championships. 
and, and go to Hornets games with my dad. And so sports was, was just this, this outlet and, and passion that, that I just, I, I just loved and enjoyed. And it, it didn't matter that I wasn't the one out there because I loved watching the very best. I always loved watching the best in the sport. So whether it was Tiger Woods or, or Michael Jordan or John Elway, those were the guys that I was drawn to and, and wanted to root for and, and Peyton Manning. And so, so, so it was just, it was just one of those things that I realized I connect to other people through sports. And, and, and even though there, there's, there's a tremendous value in being teammates and on a team. And, and I experienced enough of that just growing up, but I also recognize to this day that the, the bond that's developed between your friends and your family members over the love of sports, the, the rooting interest, the, the, the having buddies come over to watch a game, the conversations that then come from watching games together or going to games, that, that, that's a, extremely valuable and, and extremely worthwhile and, and, and can be purposeful as well. And, and so I even think back to high school when, you know, we were sitting at the lunch table and I look around and realize, man, these are guys from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different maybe interests. They're, they're not all as maybe interested in faith like, like I am, but I am connected to them because we can talk about the Panthers. We can talk about the NFL. We can argue. We can talk fantasy football. And, and at the end of the lunch, when the bell rings, we can say, all right, man, have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll do it again. And no matter how you know, competitive it gets or the, the trash talk back and forth, depending on if your team won or not, it, it just creates this, this atmosphere of uh, friendship, community, fellowship. And, and so that's what I love about sports and, and just what, what it provides. Yes, it, sports is definitely one of those unique connectors, that's for sure. So growing up, when did it become apparent that you wanted to be in you know, sports broadcasting or broadcasting in general? There were a couple moments in my life where I really felt the, the Lord stirring in my heart, calling me and, and revealing my gifts, my passions. And, and so one of those moments, or, or just, I guess growing up, I, 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 I like this idea of broadcasting. And so Bob Costas, and, and he comes to mind as just kind of one of those guys that I was really drawn to. And, and he was calling the NBA games during the Jordan years and, and thought to myself, man, that would be awesome. And then in uh, middle school, high school, I, I felt a call to ministry and wanting to be a youth pastor and, and thought that that would be an awesome direction to go. And then my senior, right before my senior year of high school, I was out at a Young Life camp in Colorado and, and really felt a calling to pursue sports radio and it just kind of clicked and, and just thought, you know what, that's, that's, what, I, that, that's what I should do. That's, that's where I need to, to go. That's, that's the path. And, and so really from that moment, my, my senior year of, of high school, the only opportunity that really was available was working for the school newspaper. And, and so I got into journalism and, and was writing about sports and covering the football team and writing columns and, and was, was gaining some uh, interest and people were talking about what I was writing. And so uh, really fell in love with that. And I only uh, applied to one college. I felt that App State, Appalachian State was the, the direction to go and really felt the Lord leading me to Appalachian State. And I didn't even realize it, but 
their radio program was about to take a huge step forward because they hired this, this new radio consultant who was kind of going into semi-retirement, but had this, this huge career in, in radio and had been just successful. And he was going to Boone to, to turn WASU, the college radio station, into a, a professionally run station with a high standard. And so my freshman year of college, I'm, I'm there in, in, in this you know, great situation to pursue sports radio. And, and so the, the, the passion was there, the opportunity was there, and, and just this, this calling and, and direction and clarity that I had that this was the way to go was all coming together. And, and so I, you know, thinking back at all these different moments and, and saying, all right, you know, sports are, are what I'm drawn to broadcasting is what I'm drawn to at the time. I kind of put the ministry tug, uh, maybe to the side a little bit and, and went all in on sports radio. And so then throughout college, I'm hosting shows, I'm, I'm doing play by play for football and basketball. I'm, I had an opportunity to intern in Charlotte on the radio station that I grew up listening to WFNZ. Uh, was able to work there a little bit during like the Christmas holidays and New Year's and um, so uh, so anyway long story but but that that was all that that was going on and and so I I was drawn to to sports radio. Now that you're connected into it at Appalachian State, what was the process continuing into this sports broadcasting career? Walk us through that. So because of all the opportunities that were presented while in college, I, you know I had a. a a lot of experience and connections and, and, and really a, a lot of confidence. Now, some of that was arrogance, but, but there was a lot of confidence. And so I, I had to go through a lot of uh, growth in that area, but I had the confidence that this is something that I can do professionally. And so when I leave college, this is what I'm going to pursue. So I was crazy enough to actually think that I could start my own show under my own LLC business. And, and so ended up start. So the, the show that I started in college was called sports yap Y a P P. And so app from app state was in the name. And, and so the show that I did for a few years in college, uh, you know, created this brand and identity and, and had a you know flavor to it. And I said, all right, let's bring this to Charlotte. And so ended up, uh, getting a loan actually from, a radio uh, kind of, it was called the, the talent, inst- the, the Keller Radio Talent Institute through Appalachian State. Uh, I went through this program and by going through it, you have access to taking out a loan to start either, you know, buy a radio station or start a radio company. And so that's what I did. So here I am 22 years old, starting a Yap Productions and ended up buying airtime in Charlotte. And it started off as nine to 11 a.m each weekday morning, then it, it shifted to eight to 10. So here I am drive time morning, uh, in Charlotte and basically running everything. So I convinced one of my buddies from college to move to Charlotte, be my producer. And we're doing production, promotion, sales, you name it, we were doing it. And, and so we were young and crazy and, uh, we were on this small station, but we're on in Charlotte and, in many ways we were living the dream, but it was so much pressure. It was so difficult. It was a lot to, to handle that it also, you know, weighed heavily on me. And, and so as exciting as it was, it was also just extremely, uh, just difficult at the same time. So here I was as, as this, uh, as this young guy, 
getting getting into it. And, and so that was, a, that, was a, that was the first step right after college. So what were some of those pressures and struggles that you're mentioning in your early part of your career? Well, so I took out this huge loan. Well, I wasn't making any money doing it. And so, you know, we had to get all of our own advertising. And the way that the radio industry works is it's, it's usually split up into you've got your hosts and all they need to worry about is doing a show. You've got your salespeople. They're selling advertising. You got your program director. He's kind of making sure everything's put together and the right guys are in the right places and, and all that. And, and then there's other layers in addition to that. Well, we were doing it all without really knowing fully what we were doing. Now, of course, we had great opportunity or great experience from college. And, and, you know, I learned a lot, but until you get out and do it, you don't really know. So there was, uh, you know, I was just naive in a lot of ways. And, and so I'm trying to build something without really getting paid. And so the financial pressures, I convinced my buddy to move to Charlotte. I am paying him. And, and we're, you know, we're doing something from scratch. Nobody knows who we are. Uh, you know, not nobody, but we were building a name and all that, but it's not like we were established and, and all that sort of thing. So uh, I wanted to be the next Dan Patrick and, and thought, uh, thought that I could just, you know, go out on my own, but he had 20 some years of ESPN experience before he went out on his own. I just wanted to jump right to being on my own. So that was all that, that was going on and, and just the pressure to have to pay for that airtime every month and, and pay an employee. And then at some point try to make enough money to pay, pay myself as well. So now at this time, did you shift directions and look at you know, other opportunities and avenues, but still within sports broadcasting? So throughout this time, you know, I'm pursuing the Lord and, and trying to figure out what, you know, where he's leading me and what, what the next step is. And I knew that the, the path we were on wasn't going to last long. Like it just wasn't sustainable. And, and so one day I really kind of got toward the end of it thinking, all right, this isn't, uh, this isn't going to work much longer. And I walked into the studio one day and another guy who worked there uh, separately on a, uh, they had another role there comes in and says, Hey, there's a new sports station that, that just went on the air this morning and, or maybe the day before. And, and I go, there's the answer. That's where we're going. <laughs> so I told the guys in the room, we got to get in touch with them and, and we've got to get on that station. And so come to find out this, this new station launched and to, to be a competitor to the established sports station in Charlotte, the, the established one that I grew up listening to. And so I, I realized that this new station was the affiliate for Appalachian state sports. So they had signed a deal. And so through my connections, from App State, I was able to get in touch with the general manager, I guess that day, and set up a, a meeting to, to figure out how we can get SportsYap on their new station to, to be a part of what they were doing as they were launching this new station. Now, they had mainly syndication, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, Fox Sports content, and, and so was able to get a meeting and, long story short, convinced them to bring SportsYap on their station. And so here I am with this, you know, this passion to start something from scratch. Now I didn't have to do it on my own. Now I could be a part of a new station, a sports station. And because the station that I was on before that was kind of a small station that had different programming throughout the day. And now I was going to be a part of this, this new exciting sports station. And so I, I, 
got the time slot three to five in the afternoon. And all of a sudden this opened up doors for me to cover the Panthers and the Bobcats. And I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, the locker room covering the team and, and, and trying to, to make a name for myself and sports yap and this new station, Fox sports, seven thirty. And then from there, you know, how did you gravitate into unpacking it ministries and founding that and then continuing to use your platform in this other direction? So here I am, I'm, I'm like, you know, 23, 24 years old. And I'm, I've basically arrived at what I thought was my dream job. I'm hosting this afternoon show in the city that I grew up in. I'm going up against the guy who was kind of my, my role model from afar uh, he's on the other station during the same time slot and I'm, you know, interviewing cool guests. I got to interview Grant Hill, which was one of my favorite players growing up and, uh, Jim Nance and Ernie Johnson, all these guys. And I'm, I'm meeting players at the Panthers game and I'm, I'm rubbing shoulders with the guys I, I grew up reading in the Charlotte observer and, uh, broadcasters, all that sort of thing. I, I'm, I'm quote unquote living the dream. Well, one day I'm in the, in the studio, Fox Sports 730, a nice studio. I can see the, the, the skyline of Charlotte, my hometown. And I look out the window and I go, man, is this it? Is this, have I arrived? And this, this just doesn't seem very fulfilling. It, it feels empty. And, and what, what is my purpose? Like, what, what am I doing here? Is it just about me and trying to build my name and my brand and, and try to, you know, just talk sports every day w- without a lot of purpose. And, and am I just doing it just to, you know, complain about the, the two and 14 Panthers and Jimmy Clausen and talk about him being benched and, you know, is that, and the Bobcats and Larry Brown and the, how terrible they are. Is that, is that what my life has come to? And, and so I wrestled and I, I just, I had to figure out, okay, what's, what's going on here. And, so long story, but, but just through this wrestling and, and just through some other kind of things that were going on at the station, I, I basically got to the point where I knew that I needed to leave. And so I walked away uh, after about seven months. I, I, I went to the NCAA tournament covering it in Charlotte and, and shortly after that uh, left. And everybody thought I was crazy. And people were like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? Why would you walk away from this job? This is what you wanted to do. This is what you, you know, set out to do and all that. Well, I just knew in my spirit that it wasn't, it wasn't where I needed to be any, any longer. And, and so I left and there was this combination of, uh, pride and arrogance thinking, all right, I'm going to go do something better. And that will solve kind of this, this feeling inside of me that it's, there's no purpose. And I'll just, you know, I'll get on a better station or whatever. And, and so there was that side. And then there was kind of the spiritual side as well, leading me to something with more purpose and meaning. So I walk away for the next few months. I'm really, I'm in the desert, I'm wrestling and I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the Lord's leading me. And, and, and he's basically revealing to me the pride, the arrogance, the selfishness that needed to be addressed, that I needed to let go of a lot of this. And through that process of being in the desert, not having a job, money. I'm living at home with my parents. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I go from being on the radio to not being on the radio and people wondering what's going on with Bryce and, and all, all those emotions, young guy, you know, just a couple years out of college and realized that if I was going to 
pursue radio and that, that God had given me these gifts and passions that I needed to do it for his glory, for his purposes, and incorporate my faith into sports radio. How do I do that? What does that look like? Who knows? But I knew that that was what I needed to do. And so uh, from there, God opened up a door for me to spend uh, a year at Sports Spectrum Magazine, which at the time was, was located just outside of Charlotte. And so I spent a year there doing a little bit of everything. I, I, I spent a year away from radio, but it was through that time that, that God really refined me, grew me, matured me. And, and exposed me to a lot of different things and elements of, of business and ministry that, that ultimately prepared me to leave Sports Spectrum to start again a new show called Unpacking It. And with all the experience, all the lessons learned, the, the maturity that was needed, launched Unpacking It to talk sports, faith, and life and to interview athletes about more than just sports, to talk about their their story of faith, their journey in, in pursuing God, how Jesus had changed their life. And and so it started off on one station in Boston, and which I was record, recording the show in Charlotte, sending it to Boston. It grew to stations carrying it uh, in, in Canada, around the world, different spots. And, and so now, almost five years later, the show has continued. The show then led to creating a nonprofit ministry for sports fans. And so the radio show continues to be a part of the ministry, but really I have this passion to challenge, encourage, and inspire sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him. And so we've got media, resources, events, and small groups with the focus of that, to, 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 to have this vision um, in place to, to see sports fans everywhere following Jesus. And so that's what we're doing now. It's all about unpacking at ministries. And so going back to the calling that God placed on my life as a really a young kid, this heart for ministry, this, this passion for sports, they've now merged and, and he's using me for his glory to point people to Jesus. And, and so I I've been humbled. Uh, I, I've surrendered to his plan and, and I'm having a ton of fun being able to, to just serve him, serve sports fans. And we've only just begun. This, this journey is, is still in the early stages. It's very challenging to, to start something, to start a ministry from scratch. Uh, but people have come alongside me and, and we've got, you know, a board of directors and, and financial supporters and advisors. And so it's, it's, it's been a really cool experience to, to have that team mentality now surrounding unpacking it. And, and so I, I can't wait to see what God's going to do through this ministry. Uh, but, but that's the story, man. And so I appreciate you letting me share it. Yes, sir. And speaking of, you know, the people that have been there, you know, helping you in this process, who are some of the mentors that you've leaned on, especially as you, this whole nother avenue with unpacking it ministries? So throughout my life, God's brought people for certain seasons. And so, in, in middle school, high school, the end of high school, college, right after college, whether it's been a youth pastor, a young life leader, a campus crusade director, um, guys have come alongside me to, to just pour into me, speak life into me. Um, and the last couple of years, a, a guy named Brian Goins has, has played a, a key role in really getting unpacking it off the ground. And, and like I mentioned, different board members and uh, a guy named Reed Franck has, has walked alongside me to, to get this going as well. Um, 
So yeah, it's been uh, multiple, multiple guys have uh, just been there for me. My, my parents have been incredibly supportive. My wife is, has been so supportive. Um, my brothers, uh, my uncles. I mean, it's, it's been really a, a family friend type of, uh, of endeavor. Uh, when you do something like this, it's, it's crucial, especially in the early stages. And so, so I, and another quick story. So even as a, a, a soccer player is probably like an 11 year old, I had a coach named coach Usher and years ago we reconnected in Charlotte and now we're doing ministry and he's got an organization together, uh, just partnering up. And so it's just kind of cool how he was brought back into my life all these years later, but that, that coach and an athlete bond was so strong as a young kid that you kind of pick up where he left off. And so it's pretty neat how, how that, that worked out as well. So looking back, reflecting so far in your life and just the platform that you're utilizing through sports and faith, can you even put into words the impact of sports in your life? Man, you know, I, I've just, I've seen it as, and I've mentioned it already, but as a connector and, and so the way that it connects me to other people and the way that sports can connect sports fans to Jesus. And so to be able to have sports conversations that lead to faith conversations is really what I'm passionate about. And, and so to be able to, you know, break down the walls of, you know, relationships with people, whether it's the other day I was driving around my neighborhood and we connected through sports. Uh, because he was wearing a LeBron jersey. And so it just opens up the doors. And so that's how sports have impacted me is that it's allowed me to have conversations on the radio with athletes. I mean, I'm talking to the, the guys that I've grown up listening to, but to hear their passion for Jesus has been huge. And, and then to, to, to whether it's the, my grandpa who, who's passed away now, but every Sunday I called him to talk sports. Uh, we went on a baseball trip together while I was in college. So sports have, have impacted me because of the connections and the conversations that it's allowed me to have. Most definitely. And so now wrapping up here, Bryce, I'm always looking for words of wisdom. And I would be honored if you can share any words of wisdom that has impacted your life with our listeners. I'm, I'm passionate about sports and Jesus. And so I've got, I've got a quote that I'll, I'll give you for that. But, but I'm also passionate about pursuing other people and being interested in other people. And, and, and I've, had to, I've been on this journey of learning just how selfish I am. And I recognize the more I see it in myself, the more I recognize it's just in society. And, and this quote from Rick Warren, I think is just so valuable. He, he says, to be likable you just have to genuinely enjoy people. You choose to be interested in others and think less about yourself. And it's very difficult to do, but it's just something that I, I continue to desire uh, to, to, to want to do. And then in, in regards to sports, uh, Andy Stanley, uh, another pastor, he says this, sports are not just about sports. They're about looking for opportunities to connect with people who are disconnected from God. And so that's, that's my heartbeat as well. Um, so those two quotes are, are very impactful uh, on my life. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And those are very wise words. And I greatly appreciate that. And also, Bryce, I greatly appreciate your time. And so where can the listeners also find out more information about the wonderful things that you're doing with Unpacking It Ministries? So check out unpackingit.com. Sign up for the weekday email devotional. 
Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Talking Sports, Faith, and Life. Uh, so, so those two, two avenues uh, would be great to, to get connected. Now, as you heard from Bryce's journey, he's not an elite athlete or some elite coach, but sports still played a major part of his life, and it's still doing that today because of the unique ability of sports being able to connect people from various backgrounds. It, it doesn't matter if it's different races, different socioeconomic backgrounds, whatever the difference might be. Sports has that unique ability to bond people together over one thing that they have in common. And even if it's just for a short period of time that they have something in common, they still have that connection. And that's what's so great about sports. And that's what's great about Bryce's story is that he's been able to utilize sports and then have a platform to be able to continue spreading the message of Jesus and of his faith and his desire to connect people with not only sports, but also with Jesus. Now let's move on to the weekly words of wisdom. Keeping encouragement and motivation rich. Keeping encouragement and motivation rich. Let's explore the weekly words of wisdom. This week, the words of wisdom will continue to focus on the aspect of sports being a connector and allowing people to unite. And even if it's for a brief moment, but we do know that it can actually be much bigger than that as far as sports being able to connect and unite people. And this quote comes from Pope Francis. And it's talking again about the unique ability of sports and how it can connect people and bond them. And his quote is... Sport is not only a form of entertainment, but also, and above all, I would say, a tool to communicate values that promote the good that is in humans and help build a more peaceful and fraternal society. And as you can see, it's all about the connection and bond that can be developed through sport. So let's just always remember that, that no matter what the backgrounds of people are, they can come together and sports is just a way to be able to do that. Now that wraps up episode 36. And just remember, focus forward so we don't live in the past. All the best, everyone. You've been listening to Rich Take on Sports, the sports podcast with life. Visit richtakeonsports.com to subscribe and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. You can also follow us on Twitter at Rich Take Sports. Thanks for listening. 